and thus, in a three strikes you're out world, Sports Voice After Dark now has two strikes against it. It's 5 a.m. and I'm on the radio. When a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and provide new guards for their future security. People don't talk that way anymore. I've decided to come out of retirement, it sounds crazy to say, uh, to join the Galaxy to play for the rest of the season. This is where the fun begins. Taylor, if you're listening, you won't be disappointed today. Welcome on in, everybody, to another edition of Sports Voice After Dark. I'm Zach Wingrove, joined by Matt McHugh and Jack Leto. We have a really exciting episode planned. We had a great episode last week. If you haven't listened to that, be sure to listen to that, of course, once you're done listening to this one. But just to update everybody, of course, we did our Avengers NBA draft where me, Frederick Bouget, and Ethan Ford drafted our ideal Marvel starting five. Um, have to give an update, Matt and Jack, because uh, we ran a poll on Twitter. The results are in, and uh, the winner is me. Great my, job. My team <laughs> of uh, Hawkeye, Groot, Gamora, Thor, and Ant-Man pulling it out over Ethan's team. Frederick falling just short of that, but have to give the update to our loyal listeners and have to... Uh, I'm proud of my I'm proud of my squad. Any updates to the teams after seeing Infinity War that you know, need to be made? We're not uh, gonna we're not gonna spoil it yet. Yeah, I don't yeah, need to do that. Jack hasn't hasn't seen it yet, but uh, let's just say Worst. someone. There's one player I think that will rise really high. Yeah, the the power ranking they, they shift. Improved their yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. And I yeah. think I come out favorably in oh, it. Oh, good. So, uh, but yeah, so proud of my squad. It definitely see Infinity War if you haven't already, and I'm sure we'll be cooking up more segments like that, uh, trying to get people active on Twitter, engaged with SFAD. Um, but we have a really exciting show planned for you today. This is a really cool, like, Photoshop job. Sorry, that I completely oh, interrupted you. thank this you. So, like, guys, if you're not get, if you're going to go on Twitter for nothing else, just look at this cool, it's an NBA court with the A in the middle. Like, this is so cool. Thank you. I can't oh, say I made it. I had some of the, uh, some people that were, some of the SFAD producers, uh, besides me. The graphics department? The graphics department of SFAD was working on it. So, uh, great job to the graphics department. And, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll be cranking out more of that. So if, you, yeah, if you're not going to listen, at least check out the graphic. Uh, it's, they did a great job on that. So really exciting episode planned. We did the NBA Avengers draft last week. We're going to talk about the other draft that happened last week. The what, NFL. What other draft? The NFL draft, oh, okay. the slightly less important draft. Yeah, less important? We'll see. Uh, I don't know. Less fun, maybe. Like, I, less I don't, fun. Definitely I, less fun. Yeah, less fun than last week. Well, we week. were legitimately watching Infinity War during the NFL draft. That's true, which is a great way to do it, actually. Oh, absolutely. Because you... Like you don't, have, there's no suspense. You just look and say, "Oh, here are the first 25 people drafted," because it's a two and a half hour movie. Exactly. But yeah, so I mean, we'll, we'll make it fun. We're gonna we're gonna go through that, do a deep dive on some of our favorite classes, some of who are some of our favorite teams picked, some of our favorite picks in general from the draft. We're gonna be uh, Matt's got some takes about the new for- Fortnite update. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> so Jack and I are excited to hear those and uh, bounce some ideas off that. Uh, we're going to talk about the MLB season. We're one month into the season. We're going to just kind of go over our impressions so far. 
And at the end, if you stick around long enough as the unofficial gambling podcast of Northwestern University, we feel compelled to at least give our picks for uh, who you could throw a hypothetical bet toward in the Kentucky Derby this weekend. We're recording this on Thursday. The Derby's on Saturday. So if you're listening before then and would like to make a proverbial bet, of course, we, don't, we do not condone that, but we'll be giving our picks. So let's, uh, let's just dive right in, guys. The NFL draft happened this past weekend. Uh, to no one's surprise, really, a lot of quarterbacks flying off the board right away. What was your, what was your biggest surprise? I'll start. We can just start with Cleveland if you want. Were you surprised, uh, Matt, with the Baker Mayfield? No, pick? not at all. I, honestly, I was uh, maybe surprised. Actually, might be the right word because I thought Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback available. So Cleveland doing something that I perceived to be competent probably goes down as a surprise. But in terms of legitimately taking some of the best talent on the board, I legitimately think Baker Mayfield was the best quarterback in this draft. And that was a great pick by the Browns. And then they addressed their other need at four, getting a cornerback in Denzel Ward. So I think the Browns made out really well here. Now, that being said, it's still the Browns. They're yeah. probably going to screw this up in some way. They'll find a way. But I, I think on paper, coming out of that draft, looks like the Browns did pretty well. I liked... I was definitely, yes, yeah, surprised about that first uh, Browns pick. I was not... Even up to that, you know, the morning of the draft, there were rumors saying they're going to take Baker. I just couldn't believe it. But I, I guess it's just a Browns move to just do it. Uh, 2017 Heisman Trophy winner, though. Like, he's, he's a winner. So they did a great job. I think they did a great job. Maybe not with Baker. I'm not his the biggest fan. But their second pick, Denzel Ward, probably the best defensive back in the class. And they had two picks in the second round. Uh, who They got Austin yeah, Corbett. Yeah, Nick Chubb, Nick Chubb. Yeah, with a 35th pick. Nick Chubb is a big fellow. <laughs> that guy can run. I, it's going to be tough just because Cleveland's offensive line leaves something to be desired, but I think they did pretty well for themselves. Yeah, I mean, as far as, like, the the Browns are the Browns, they've done a, They've got brought in a pretty good GM in John Dorsey. They surrounded him with, like, competent a competent front office now. I think the next person to go is going to be Hugh Jackson just because he's still kind of the stink from the, the old Save Browns. Save my boy, but, <laughs> But uh, he, I mean, Dorsey and uh, and now Elliot Wolf came in from the Packers. They're they're both like Green Bay guys. They're used to building through the draft. I, I've followed them pretty closely. That's what they did in Green Bay. They didn't like do, sign any free agents. They did a really good job scouting and finding talent. And I think you saw that with this class um, bringing in. I agree, the best cornerback prospect. One of the some people's just outright favorite prospects on the board yeah. in Denzel Ward. You got your quarterback in Mayfield. Got a running back in Chubb. He doesn't have to play right away because they have Carlos Hyde. I don't know. I think they did everything. They're not going to be good right away, but it was a good first step for the Browns. Um, moving on, then, uh, second pick, uh, Saquon Barkley to the Giants. Yeah. Jack, Jack, I'll throw it to you. What were, were you surprised by the pick? What were your overall impressions of this pick? You know, Saquon Barkley, during the season, because Northwestern, of course, is in the Big Ten, I wasn't so sure about him. I didn't think he was the same kind of talent as Ezekiel Elliott. But you can't argue with those numbers he had in the combine. And after the combine, I was I was pretty convinced. I'm like, you know what? I'll take it. I think we, we needed to improve our offensive line as well as get a good, competent running back, and that's what we did. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, Saquon Barkley, I believe, is the best prospect on paper in this draft. Hopefully the uh, big city lights of New York do not uh, get in his face too much, and he will be able to, you know, I don't think he's a... Uh, he, he might not prove himself to to be the best player in this draft, but I think getting a good running game is a really good start for the Giants. Who The second pick in the draft, 
last year people were picking them to go to the playoffs, maybe even go to the Super Bowl. This year they got the second pick in the draft. They really just got to get back to that, you know, eight and eight, nine and seven form, and then maybe keep building. Yeah, the Giants were victim of the Ari Ross curse from last year. Uh, his preseason predictions had them in the Super Bowl. So that's that's if you're looking for the source of the Giants' struggles, I have pinpointed it for you. Uh, but I for this pick, look, Saquon is really good. And, Maybe Patty Fisher's the only guy who can stop him. Who knows? Yeah. Remember that first half. Never forget. <laughs> uh, but I just can't. I can't get behind taking a running back at two. That to me just does not seem like the right value. We see time and time again teams get running backs with great value picks late in the draft or as undrafted free agents. You can plug so many random guys in at running back behind a competent offensive line and have a great offense. So the need for a dominant, powerful, all-purpose running back just isn't quite there. Uh, in the modern NFL, and I just don't think using a top two pick on a running back is a smart use of resources. Yeah, sorry. Um, you know, I think I agree with you there. Where you're right, a lot of in the modern NFL, it's usually a lot of two back, three back sets. But I think I trust Dave Gettleman and the Giants just picking the what they believe to be the best player in the draft, and. I don't think there's one giant fan out there who who thinks Eli's done. I I think Eli he, he's got it. I think for another year, another two, I think uh, that young offense will like lift him up. He's not going to be the star. He he was never really a star, but he's not going to be that crazy amazing quarterback. I think just the talent around him may be able to help him, you know, do better for another one or two years before uh, he retires. And with the. Uh with Saquon, again, me saying that I don't like that pick for the Giants is not a knock on Saquon. He's very clearly the best running back in this draft. His combine, like you mentioned, Jack, was, was off the charts. And you, don't, you don't see running backs put up the kind of numbers that he did. So the kind of argument, to my point, of don't take a running back in the top two is this guy is a transcendent talent who comes along like once in a generation. So I think the Giants must have sold themselves that Saquon Barkley is that guy who you can only get every 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're really banking on him to be that guy to make that pick worth it. I think he definitely is. I think he's probably the best running back prospect since Adrian Peterson. Is, was Zeke better? As Maybe, but like, as know. a prospect, I think Saquon, Saquon was, was more better, hyped. I think. Yeah, yeah, his combine was better. Uh, but even Zeke, Zeke was, I mean, the last two drafts, I would say, as like the, if I'm playing devil's advocate to what you said, Matt, and I agree, two is probably too high. The last two drafts, you saw Leonard Fournette as the first running back taken. He was the fourth or fifth pick in the draft. Yeah. Zeke was, what, the, the fourth? Fourth as well, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like... And in both those teams, the Cowboys were the one seed uh, the year after picking Zeke, and then the the Jags were maybe AFC Championship last year were a quarter away from making the Super Bowl. So you draft they drafted those running backs and had success. Now, long-term, whether or not it was the right decision, because you're going to have to pay those guys uh, more than any other running back in the league eventually. But, I mean, they, it had immediate success for those teams. And if they think they can get a year or two out of Eli... I, I don't know. I think you could have probably traded this pick down because I think there were enough right. teams that wanted to trade up to get a quarterback that, I mean, we're, we're going to get get into it now, but I think that if they really love Saquon that much, there's no reason they couldn't have traded back to five or six and seen him fall. Maybe The Browns probably would have taken him at four. You think they would have taken him at four? Uh, yeah, probably. Maybe. So, I mean, I guess if they were worried about the Browns, I don't know. Well, we'll get into number three. Uh, the Jets took Sam Darnold. I think they were probably surprised because you had been hearing Baker to the Jets for quite some time. I don't think they're unhappy with this pick, do you, Jack? I don't think they're unhappy with this pick at all. Sam Darnold is their guy. He's young. He's only, I believe, 20 or 21 years old. He's the true junior coming out of college. But he, he's got the 
he's got all the things you want in a franchise quarterback. He's tall. He, he, he has a strong arm. He's accurate. He doesn't do anything. I think him and uh, Josh Rosen are two are two similar quarterbacks in that they don't do anything exceptionally well. You know, they don't have that crazy leadership that Baker Mayfield has or that crazy arm that Cannon that Josh Allen has. But I think this was probably the safest pick on the board for the Jets. I'm not sure. What do you think? With uh, yeah, I think this was the safest mm-hmm. pick on the board. Sam Darnold was the right pick for the Jets at this point. They needed a quarterback long term. I think Darnold's a great prospect. Bills a need. He was probably the best player available on the board at this pick. No problem with me. This was a great pick by the Jets. Looking at, I forgot they signed Teddy Bridgewater, so Darnold doesn't necessarily have to play right away if they if they feel that like he'd be better off waiting a year and seeing. They also still have McCown. Teddy's still a wild horrible. Card, so you're not sure neither what he's of them. Give you. Yeah. But I'm McCown just, is just not very good. Some of the, sometimes with rookie quarterbacks, it's you can throw them right, you throw them into the fire, and it damages them right away. If they like, you'd prefer that they sit out for a year, learn the offense, stuff like that. Um, but Darnold definitely, I think, is going to be a great player, and I think the Jets got a good value at three for him. I agree, mm-hmm. probably the best player on the board. Um, we don't have to go through. We already mentioned Denzel Ward. Just some of the other quarterbacks taken. Were you surprised to see Josh Allen go before? Josh Rosen, and uh, do you think it was the Bills made the right decision trading up to get Allen? No. <laughs> that was a horrible decision by the Bills. Josh Allen was not a good quarterback last year. People looked into the combine too much. Oh, his arm strength was pretty good. He wasn't a good quarterback at Wyoming. He was legitimately just not very good. I don't understand the hype around him. I thought Josh Rosen looked much better at college, playing against better competition. Just to me, that he seemed like a, clearly the better quarterback available. Why would you trade up above that spot to take Josh Allen? I just, just don't get, get it. And to contrast with that, the Arizona Cardinals, didn't. they also traded up, but they traded up for much less than the Bills paid to get Josh Rosen, who I believe is a better quarterback. Josh Allen has a crazy strong arm. He'll be able to whip it through the wind of Buffalo. But Josh Rosen, I think, is a very complete quarterback. And to get him at 10, he, he was probably the last you know top-tier quarterback because there were... I, there were the four uh, that we've been talking about, and to get him last, to get him at number 10, I mean, it's like, I think he, he has a very good chance of being uh, Arizona's, you know, quarterback of the future, and to get him that late, that's pretty good, uh, pretty good deal. Yeah, he had the chip on his shoulder, too, after the draft. He was given some great quotes in the uh, interview afterwards. I know Aaron Rodgers was, like, reaching out to him as someone who also fell, and sometimes that's what you need. You need that chip on your shoulder to be like, hey, all these teams passed on me, fine, I'm going to prove them wrong. Like, yeah. I'm going to prove the Bills wrong for trading up to take Josh Allen, even though his stock was falling like crazy and no team would have probably pick it, picked him before the Bills pick based on all that was happening with Josh Allen in regards to his social media leading up yeah. that day before. Like It didn't seem like any team was going. It seemed like he might just drop in general, but the Bills trading up to take him at seven must have really saw something in him. I don't know about that, Buffalo. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they saw the racist tweets and then were like, oh, he fits in with Buffalo. Let's go ouch, get him. Ouch. Shots at Buffalo fired on Sven. For no reason. Yeah. All the Buffalo listeners, man. Uh, not, I don't apologize. You live in <laughs> Buffalo. Like, you guys got to you gotta figure something out. Doubling down. Um, a lot of other picks. I mean, we saw Bradley Chubb go to the Broncos. Broncos defense really didn't need to get any better. But here it is. There it yeah. is. Getting probably, I mean, other. I was seeing Ward and Chubb as kind of the two best defensive prospects. Also, Roquan, Roquan Smith going to Chicago. Uh, Jack, I know you were mentioning before that we'll, we can kind of segue this now. We don't have to go pick by pick, but some of your favorite picks for the draft. And I know you were talking about the Bears before we started recording. Was this one of the picks that you said you said you thought the Bears really nailed the draft? Is this one of the reasons why? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think they need to get back to 
the hard-nosed defense that Chicago loves to play. Rokon Smith, arguably the best linebacker in the class, coming out of Georgia, a great school for defense. He's a freak athlete. He ran like a 4-5-1 uh, uh, 40-yard dash at about 230 pounds or so. He's a crazy freak athlete, and I think a good defense... Uh, yeah, a good defense... People are underrating defense, especially in, in today's uh, NFL, but I still believe defense wins championships. And I know this is a, I know that's a cliche, and the cliche is uh, the, the Bears are an old-school, hard-nosed football team, but it's true that it's going to really help them. with. Uh, it could be one of those right-in-there guys, someone who makes a big impact as a defensive rookie. Yeah, I like the Roquan pick a lot as well. Um, one of my favorite picks was by the Chargers getting Derwin James down at 17. It's a guy I expected to go in the top 10. Uh, he's an all-around safety at Florida State. He was very, very high, highly rated prospect. But for some reason, he just kept slipping, and he slipped all the way down to 17, which I was kind of surprised by. Um, that's a guy I would have liked the Raiders to take at 15 when they took Colton Miller inexplicably inexplicably. Hey, instead, John Gruden needs his lineman, but man. They made uh, the Raiders didn't make up for it with one of the best steals of the draft, getting uh, Maurice Hurst in the fifth round. So that was a good pick. Uh, okay. The Michigan lineman was a projected first round pick before people realized he had some kind of hurt condition. But oh. he said he's good to go. He said he's he good said to go. He's good to go. It's fine. Sounds good. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I was surprised too. The Packers. There was a lot of talk before. If we're just going to kind of go through some of our it, yeah. some of our favorite teams, the Packers. There was some talk that they were going to be trading up to try to get. Derwin James, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, or Denzel Ward. Der- James was available to them at 14, but the Saints actually traded up to 14 because they really liked Marcus Davenport. The Saints are one of those teams where we know how close they came last year to getting in the NFC Championship. Felt like they like maybe Davenport was this missing piece of great edge rusher where they gave up way too. They gave up like an insane value. They, get, they for the Packers, they gave them a first round pick this year, a third round pick, and a future first round pick just to move up like maybe 10 spots and Davenport wasn't like a lock to go at 14 but they want they felt like they needed to do this so the Packers ended up trading down then trading back up to grab a corner um, while keeping a future first so I was happy with that and if we're talking about steals Josh Jackson at the 45th pick in the draft yeah he was projected to go in like the 20s so they got two cornerbacks revamping that secondary uh, I'm a big fan what about you? What about you, Jack? What about you, Jack? What about my teams? Yeah, your teams. I loved Will Hernandez going thirty-fourth pick. Uh, Mike Mayock of NFL Network said, "This guy just doesn't like people," and that's exactly what you want to hear out of an offensive guard. He's coming out of UTEP, uh, at a conference USA, so obviously not one of the Power Fives, not one of the best conference, but it's probably upper tier as far as those, as far as those mid-major conferences go. So Will Hernandez, I think, is a very good pick. Uh, we have a our quarterback here named I completely forgot his name let me get him up right here uh kyle lolata out of richmond i think it's a good idea to get him competing uh for that backup role uh in that backup role with davis webb who we drafted last year oh, yeah davis webb yeah I, i'm not Go Bears. i don't think any of it it's probably they're probably not neither of them will be the quarterback of the future you would hope not you would hope <laughs> not yeah Eli prob- hopefully has a few more years left in him, but the fact that they're competing against each other, I think, is a it's a good motivator. And they got him for a good price. It was not like they they got they had to uh, give up a first or second round pick to get you know a, uh, an heir apparent to Eli. And thinking ahead for the Giants' quarterback situation, some mock drafts for next year have a, a quarterback from a Big Ten school, pretty mobile guy <laughs> coming off an injury, but I think he's going to be in for a pretty big year. Could be a first round pick for the Giants this next year. 
Uh, so just keep an eye out on that one. I've seen Clayton go as high as like 12 in some mock drafts. I've seen him as high as 5. That's so ambitious. Which is really yeah, bold. That's pretty but bold. Cl- I, Clayton's great, and I really hope he can come back from this injury and become a top 5 pick. But I'm here I for think, it. Yeah, we would love that. Yeah, that would be awesome. But uh, that's the Giants quarterback situation long term. So there's your, there's your that's solution. That's it. Yeah. The, the Manning Perfect. replacement. <laughs> yeah, he, he's done the Manning passing academy and everything. He did. Yeah, it's, it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. Um, transitioning from some of our favorite teams to some of our least favorite teams, but the New England Patriots had two first-round picks, which almost never happens. Some, sometimes they lose their first-round picks for cheating, but they, they had two this yeah. uh, in this draft, and a lot of people were thinking Lamar Jackson uh, could fall. Oh, he did. Lamar Jackson fell to the Patriots twice. They had the opportunity to take him. Belichick opted not to. He took an offensive lineman, and then uh, Sonny Michel from Georgia, the He's running back. He's a beast, but he also you don't see them take running back, so that's weird. Yeah. Um, uh, were, were you surprised that the Patriots didn't pull the trigger on uh, Lamar Jackson, knowing that they could kind of groom him for the however long Brady wants to play? Brady still thinks he has, what, two or three years left, but... Yeah, I, I feel like they would have wanted Lamar. Like, yeah. I, I would have wanted Lamar. I think he was the fourth best quarterback available in the draft. To get him at 31 or whatever they could have gotten him was pretty good value. It would be. And they, they have a long-term need at quarterback, so I just I don't understand why they wouldn't do that. Um, and I'll take a running back, even a, even a good one. Uh, but it, it, to take a running back is very strange. The Patriots traditionally never take running backs. They always yeah. throw together they some random the dudes, guy and who then it works out. Rushing yeah. for 15 touchdowns that year. And it's like, oh, okay, fine, Danny Woodhead or Garrett Wand or whatever they find. It's just like that's that's the Patriots running back. So this is strange. New England's running backs are insane right now. Right now, it's James White. Jeremy Hill, Rex Burkhead, Mike Gillisley, and Sony Michelle, who they just after yeah. in the first round. Like, I still they, can't believe it. I didn't realize they got Jeremy Hill, too. Like, he's, he's, <laughs> he's still solid, young. Yeah, yeah, he's young. Like, he's probably going to rush for eight touchdowns next year on the Pats. Yeah. Just because, like, How Belichick. 25. That's crazy. Ugh. Yeah, he's had a, quite the career already. Uh, and the Ravens now, I mean, Joe Flacco is still under contract until 2021, I think. He signed that massive deal right after they won the Super Bowl. He got that money. He got that money, but like he's 33, and they're they're trading up to take a yeah, Lamar Jackson in the first round. Like is Joe Flacco's days numbered. Can they get any value from him? Like he's not. No, they're not going to trade him now. They won't no, trade him. So. Maybe they're thinking probably like two years from now. They think it's going to take two years to get Lamar like acclimated I yeah, in the NFL. I, I, like I like the pick. I think I agree. I think Jackson's a great prospect. I just think like you I didn't expect the Ravens to be the one that to pull the trigger. Yeah, it's a little surprising, but I think it's it's a preemptive move by the Ravens knowing that well Joe Flacco even though he may be under contract for three more years, he may not be good for three more years. He may start showing signs of decline as soon as this year, in which case you don't want to have what happened with Eli Manning and the Giants because that's a sticky situation. He ended up benching him. He looks really bad. The whole team just goes down the drain. Like, that's not what they want to happen. They should use that as, like, a warning and say, look, we'll get Lamar in tow now so that when Flacco starts to teeter, we can make the switch and it's okay. I think Lamar Jackson's a really talented quarterback. I'm curious how his style can hold up in the NFL. He's he's a kind of a, he's a big guy, but he's not a huge guy. So we saw that with uh, Robert Griffin III, who won R- Rookie of the Year as a running quarterback out of Baylor, but he struggled with injuries for the rest of his career. So it, I'm really curious to see. I I mean I love Joe Flacco. I'd love to see him continue to play. Mm-hmm. But should the opportunity come, Lamar Jackson a gr- would be a great watch. I definitely tune in for him. Yeah, it should be fun at least to monitor the Baltimore quarterback situation moving forward, which would not have been the case if it had just been Joe Flacco right. for the next four years. Uh, 
any other final thoughts before we move on? Just picks you guys liked or other picks? Uh, another sleeper pick was the uh, was Harold Landry, who I think might be probably battling with Chubb for the best edge rusher in the draft. He fell to number 41 to the Titans. I thought he was going to be a top 15-ish pick. He was a guy, another guy I thought the Raiders should be interested in getting. Um, and the fact that he fell out of the first round blew my mind because he was really, really good as an edge-rushing prospect. So the Titans got a good one there in the second round. There's a real sleeper uh, running back out of the Big Ten, went to uh, the Los Angeles Chargers with pick <laughs> 251. Um, Justin Jackson, not a not an NFL body, but I think he could really compete for that uh, third-down pass-catching job over in San Diego, or, sorry, Los Angeles, <laughs> Uh, with Melvin Gordon, I know uh, our friend Sam Brief was very happy about that. Uh, his his Wisconsin Badger and his Northwestern Wildcat on the same team, pretty crazy. Uh, I, I'm very ha- uh, excited to see Justin Jackson go in the league. Yeah, I was excited to see. I think people were a little turned off by the, all the carries he had in college, but Jackson is such a shifty runner. He really didn't take a lot of massive hits in college. He's so elusive that like a, a lot of opposing linebackers and defenses couldn't get like a direct hit on him. So I don't think he's as like worn down as teams maybe have been had thought just looking at the raw carries he had. He had great combine numbers, and as we've learned, you can never really count out Justin Jackson. So I'm excited to see what he can do with Melvin Gordon uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah, a couple other cats getting undrafted free agent signings. I think Godwin and Wibuke probably is the best chance to stick with mm-hmm. the Bucks. Uh, I was a little surprised he fell out of the draft, honestly. I thought... If anyone would fall out of the draft, Jackson would be more likely. He got pretty close to. But, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the fact that Iguabuque did not get drafted was a little surprising to me. Me too. I, th- I was thinking he could be as high as the fifth round. Uh, yeah. He, I mean, he's been solid the last three years in college. But, yeah, I agree. that. I mean, with, with Tampa Bay, like, I think he – I'm sure he had multiple calls and he was able to, like, pick the team that he thought could get the best – have the best chance of making a roster. I don't know a lot, a lot about Tampa Bay's safeties, but – I know Godwin's an incredible talent, and uh, I would say yeah, probably the best chance other than uh, Jackson to make a roster. Yep. Uh, we'll move on now to uh, <laughs> a Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> Matt's, got, Matt's got some takes. I have some takes. All right, I'll get this segment going. Um, so those of you who play Fortnite, assuming it's everyone listening or close to everyone, you're at least aware of what it is, uh, it's a video game. I'll give you the 30-second rundown where it's a free-for-all. If you play, I play solo only. Uh, it's a free-for-all. You go in. And there's 100 people in a map. You got to kill them all. Last man standing wins. Pretty straightforward concept. I like the Hunger Games. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, they this last week came out with an update. And in this update, they sent meteors down to the map. And they really altered some things. What used to be the Dusty Depot, low-key one of my favorite places to land, has now turned into the Dusty Divot, which has become an even more fun place to land. Because <laughs> since it is a new place... Everyone wants to land there, so it's just complete madness when you go in there. There's going to be at least 20 or 30 other people uh, in the free-for-all settings, so you're most likely going to be in for some quick runs if you land at the Dusty Divot, but you'll probably have some fun doing it. And they also have these uh, purple rocks that have come off the meteor. I'm not sure what the official term is. I have dubbed them moon rocks because it sounds cool. Uh, basically, what you do with that is you take one, and then it lets you jump really high and really slow and really far. So that's pretty fun too, and that has made. I, I've been a big fan of the update, even though I haven't really done very well in Fortnite with the update. That's not the Svad way to play Fortnite. The Svad way to play Fortnite is go out there, get some shots up, and make some stuff happen. So that's kind of the approach I take with my Fortnite playing. Do you guys take a similar approach to that? 
No, I would say I Not don't. really. No, well, I, I like you to, guys are playing incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I enjoy, especially when I'm playing with like a group of people and you only get one turn every 30 minutes, I'd like to make my turn count That's true. and not die in the first 20 seconds, as I've seen Matt do repeatedly. 20 seconds might be generous to me. Yeah, honestly. My proudest accomplishment is in a map of 96 people finishing 96. I dropped <laughs> straight like down. Try to I do fought that. with a guy for a gun. He got the gun, and then I died. Yeah. It was pretty impressive. What are you going to do? Um, my only gripe with this is why would you choose? Like, I agree. I really like Dusty Depot. It was like a low-key, yeah. fun place to land. Like, why wouldn't you have just made it, like... I don't know. Like, I don't know. The Tomato Town? Yeah, Tomato gone. Town. Like, just take out, like, a really town. bad place. Or, what the moisty mire? Sure, because everyone's gonna go to the new or place. the stupid forest area. The forest is garbage. <laughs> yeah, with like the maze and the thing in the middle. That right, stuff yeah. is garbage. Get rid of that and keep like the fun places. Oh, the woods. And, the yeah. woods. Yeah. The woods. Who goes to the Who goes to the woods? Don't, don't go to the know. woods. <laughs> Uh, um, that's yeah. Uh, what what's the other bad landing spot? There's like the junky junction junction junk like the junkyard don't drop there. No one drops. Yeah, so you just you walk around, you pick up some stuff, and then you're like, oh, I got to run to the circle, and then you're just running across the map for a while, and it's like this isn't very fun. So that's that's a bad landing spot. Uh, but if you're looking to survive, which some people say is the goal of the game, then uh, I guess that's a better landing spot. But that's not really my approach to Fortnite. Yeah. Yeah, I can't say I feel the same way. But. Had to get that off my chest. There's, there's a correct way to play this game. Yeah, I think that uh, the update is. Uh, I haven't got. I I played a little bit before this as some prep. Yeah. For the oh, for the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you yeah. had to prep. Had to like see what this update was all about. Did it for the pot. Did it for the fans. Did it for the pod. Yeah. yeah. For the listeners. Um, yeah. That's. I don't have a lot more else to. Say about it. Does anyone else have any final thoughts about Fortnite before we move on? Best gun in Fortnite? Um, the rocket launcher? Yes. Okay, well, okay. Well, uh, gun that you're going to say, yeah, yeah, right. Like, you walk around and you pick it up. You're not going to see one sitting there. I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I go with the tactical shotgun. I love yeah, the tactical shotgun. That's a good one. That's, that's my favorite. Pump shotgun no. is fun when you're up close. Pump shotgun is not fun. <laughs> then I miss because I'm not really good at yeah, aiming. Okay. Yeah, I have the worst. And then while I'm reloading it, the guy just kills me, so... Pump shotgun sucks. I am out on the pump shotgun. How about just no guns? Just plant a trap ah. and build a, build it. I like to do the uh, the Anakin Obi Wan. If you meet another guy with an axe, <laughs> so you just do the just go at it with the axes, and someone's gonna win. <laughs> uh, my favorite run of that was when I landed in the middle of like the wood, in the middle of nowhere, and this other guy did too, and we both clearly didn't have a gun. So he started running away from me, and then I just chased him around with the axe for probably about five minutes. Uh, and then he got a gun and killed me. Ugh. All right. But until then, it was fun. That's it. That's great. I, I think <laughs> I was there. <laughs> I'm going to transition. I think right. we, uh, it's, a good it's a good segment. You had to get it off your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Every now and then, we'll just bring in a completely unrelated topic to sports. It was somewhat related to sports. It's like, Not it's really. A, it's like no. a sport board. No. Esports. No. Yeah. No. Are right. you not a big esports guy? I mean, like... That I, counts as esports. Yeah, I guess, but... It's... it's <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I feel like that's not really Spad's corner. Like, yeah. if, if it's not like a bad movie or a or a <laughs> very loosely related sports topic, I, I don't loosely really know. Loosely related esports is loosely related to sports. Fine. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Either way, there I'm changing go. the topic to yeah. baseball, and I'm not even going to make a good segue. We're talking about baseball now. Okay. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> first month of the season, we're going to just make some hot takes, jump to some uh, conclusions after one month, after about what, like thirty games of action. Um, Jack, I know you're a Yankees fan. What uh, what has stood out to you so far 
I mean, AL East is a really, really competitive division between the Yankees and the Red Sox, both getting out to some quick starts. What stood out to you about this Yankees team? Didi for MVP. Yep. Just putting it out there. It could happen, okay? He's starting hot. He's got to be hot. But, uh, yeah, for real, he's, he's not that He'll probably come back to earth. He's slugging 712, which is pretty crazy. OPS of 1.13. And, uh, yeah, doing better than some of those big hitters, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, who strike out like crazy. But that's just that's just part of the territory with them. Uh, pitching staff has been pretty good so far. Uh, Luis Severino, uh, today we beat the uh, Astros. Uh, Severino, I believe, pitched seven. I don't exactly remember. It, Talk about another team style. Yankees, they're doing well. <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, yeah. Didi's been Didi's been a crazy story. What he's done is really cool because he came up as a glove for a shortstop and wasn't supposed to hit at all. But he's uh, been one of the swing change guys who's started to hit more fly balls. And he knows he doesn't have much power, but he plays in the Yankee Stadium. If you look at his home run spray map, literally all of his home runs are a pull. He's an extreme pull guy, and that plays really well at Yankee Stadium. So. He's tailored his game. Maybe the ball was a little juiced. I'm not sure. <laughs> he's taking advantage of whatever is causing more home runs in baseball. He's making it work for his game. And he's hitting a bunch of, like, 380 to 390-foot home runs, like, just sneaking over the right field fence. That's that's kind of his game, is those shorter, just kind of get it over home run. They all count the same. So give Didi some credit there for kind of taking advantage of his surroundings and his element and making himself one of the best players in baseball through the first month. Didi is plus 800 to win the uh, AL MVP. Yeah, that, that might be ambitious. Fourth yeah. highest, or tied for that, third that's, highest that's odds that's of Aaron the Judge. That's the Yankees' odds. Like, yeah. People are betting. <laughs> Would you take the legitimate question, a little off topic, that's somewhat on topic, Mike Trout or the field for AL MVP? Probably right Mike now? Trout. Yeah. i take Mike Trout. i take Mike Trout. I think I would. He's been, he's so been would, insane. And so like, would the public, because yeah. Mike Trout is minus 120 to yeah. win. Minus which, 120. Yeah, he's the favorite. Um... Yeah, exactly. So that's, I mean, at this point, he's, he's been how the best your, player in uh, baseball, too. Like, How are your picks going? I know you guys made some earlier picks uh, at the beginning of the season through through one month. How's it going? Yeah, I think, I mean, we went. We were pretty chalky in the yeah. baseball preview, but we picked the Nats, Cubs, Did I do Dodgers. the baseball preview? You were not on the baseball okay. preview. It was Noah Kaufman and Henry Damore. Um The Dodgers, whew. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of the big story, I would say, is that the... Uh, some of these teams overachieving, maybe not overachieving, maybe they're just good. Yeah, um, well, in like the NL East, the, Di- the Diamondbacks are good in the NL West. Like that's legitimate. Mm-hmm. They were a playoff team last year. Yeah, they're that NL West division. is looking really good. And well, the Dodgers are. I mean, without Seager now, Jansen struggling in the bullpen. There's some major concerns about the Dodgers. I think that they are legitimately not the favorite in that division anymore. Which it sounds kind of crazy to say as an overreaction, yeah. but. Look, I think bigger than their start of 14 and 17 as an issue is Corey Seager being out for the next five months. Because that's an MVP candidate that's just not there. They have some guys to fill in, but it's not going to be the same. And that the way the Diamondbacks have started, making up that seven-game deficit might be a little difficult for the Dodgers in the NL West. I think the Diamondbacks have taken over as the favorite out West. Also the Rockies. You can't see Rockies, are, yeah, they're a very solid team, too. I'm trying to look up what Arenado's MVP odds are, but... Arenado's... A- Decent sleeper pick, I think. That's what I'm saying. He is plus twelve hundred. Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman probably is plus sixteen hundred. Is Bryce Harper They're, the favorite? Right Bryce now? Harper is a favorite, plus one eighty. I mean, yeah. Yeah, you probably have to pick him. Uh, Chris Bryant's two at two twenty five. Yeah. What's he doing? I don't know. Go KB. He's good. All right. He is good. Um, but Bryce Harper is the favorite. Seems to make sense. 
I would say, um, let's look at the NL East. Because there, yeah. there's a two, oh, two teams the in there that I did. I guess three. Philly's two games out. But you got the Braves, the Mets, and the Phillies right now are all ahead of the Nationals. I thought the Nationals were just going to run away with this division, uh, similar to what we've seen them do uh, recently. But uh, do you think, are any of these teams for real, would you say? Are the Braves, are we going to see, like, actually relevant in September, competing for a spot? Um, the Braves are probably the team I like the most out of those they got some pretenders at the top because the young talent they brought up. Acuna already up making an impact. Ozzy Albies, Ozzy Albies is, is dope. really fine. Um, they have some exciting young pitchers. Sean Newcomb is pretty interesting. Um, so, yeah, I think the Braves have enough talent to make things interesting. They already have the established superstar in Freddie Freeman. Mm. Y- you can kind of see the pieces fitting together for an 85-ish win season for the Braves. I think the Mets are just full of crap. I don't think that team is good at all. Um, they're, they've lost th- their 3-7 and seven in their last 10. They're going to regress really hard. Um, I think their best-case scenario is around a 500 team by the end of the year. Uh, that is a very flawed team. DeGrom's injury notwithstanding recently, that team has pitching. Some, some major issues. He's pitching on Monday now. He's back? Yeah. yeah he, may, he may or may not have ligament damage, but they're just going to... Yeah, it's fine. It's, fine. it's, the, it's the Mets. It's the Mets injuries. Yeah, because whatever. the Mets pitching staff is good, but you just know they're eventually getting get injured, get, get injured, so you might as well just throw them out. Now. And his dribble career is, like, breaking right now. He's going to go back mm-hmm. to being an average at best hitter. They're, they're, they got, they're like an I-8 team. They'll be around an 80-win team. They're not, they're not a legitimate contender at all. So before we move on to the AL, which team would you say out of these teams that are in like that have done well in, through the first month of the season in the NL, would you expect to see up there, whether it be the Braves, the Mets, Brewers, Cardinals are up there in the NL Central, yep. Diamondbacks, Rockies, which of those would you say is most likely to stay in like first? My take is the, uh, the Cardinals winning the NL Central. That was my take at the beginning of the year, and I'm sticking with that now because that team is – through and through, really good, and it's always they're always so deep. They always have so much talent they can bring up from the AAA level uh, when guys get hurt inevitably at the middle of the year. And I love some of their exciting young arms, too. So I think that combination of factors for the Cardinals uh, with, I think, a, another really deep lineup, that's kind of what makes them, to me, the NL Central favorite, slightly above the Cubs and Brewers. But I think all three will be in for good years. I'm not really sure. Uh, as a very uneducated guest, a pretender that uh, uh, a supposed pretender that may turn out to be a contender could be the Braves. I don't know if you would uh, classify the D-backs or Rockies as pretenders like before sure. the season, but yeah, I think they're both gonna. Year, yeah. I think they're both gonna continue this uh, their winning ways, and I think that if the Dodgers, you know, the cr- they still are a really talented team. It could be a three horse wa- race in the uh, NL West. That that'll be really entertaining. Yeah, I actually, I kind of buying into that take now. Like the Dodgers just might win like eighty games this yeah. year. Miss the Have you playoffs. seen the, the hottest take? What trade Kershaw contract year? Mm. Blow it up. If it's not going to work out this year, what? get something for him now. <laughs> That's outrageous. Blow it up. He's going to opt out. They're going to have to pay him big time after this year. I wonder what Ethan thinks about that. Ethan, if you're listening, hot takes. Oh, we'll have to get Ethan on here and, yeah. and pitch trade Kershaw to him. <laughs> they're gonna if if if, if, if July stop. rolls around he and they're on pace Kershaw. for 75 wins. The Dodgers have shown that they're able to just throw money at people. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. Why won't they just trade like I don't know? Trade for Machado? That I saw that. Right, that's the other. That's the flip <laughs> yeah. side of all trade right, go in. every prospect. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways the Dodgers could go, but currently I set up. I think they should be a little worried about the Diamondbacks at the top of that. Division. Wow, I didn't even consider that, but that's that's an interesting storyline. Yeah. Moving on to the AL, uh, I'm, all right. I'm going to throw an over under at, at both of you. I, I want your honest answer. Oh over under 26 and a half wins this year for Justin Verlander. 
Okay, well you have to you have to calm down here, buddy. <laughs> I mean, like he's been he's been really good. The Astros have been really good. Uh, twenty wins is still a stretch. Just twenty wins is a stretch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many pitchers win twenty games a year now? Uh, oh, like, I know, not many. Yeah. I don't think so. Small concrete right now, he wins twenty games. I think he, I think he could do it. So I, I could see twenty. Twenty five will not happen. I think thirty. Okay. I've been I've been every start monitoring it, talking to uh, people back in Michigan for other Tigers fans, mostly yeah. my dad. But uh, yeah, we're very much on the the Verlander thirty wins campaign. Okay. He's a favorite. Uh, ESPN's like according to their Cy Young index to uh, like win the Cy Young. He's the favorite on that by like nine points over uh, Kluber, I think. And Bavada, he's plus. He's even the best pitcher on the team. Gary yes. Cole has been so good. So is uh, Charlie Morton. I know. That's the thing about the Astros. Is that they were so good. He's filthy. He finally has run support. He's <laughs> pitching the same way he was in Detroit, except his team's not giving him like one or two runs each night, except for God. recently when he struck out 14 and the Yankees uh, still won 3 nothing after Verlander was pulled. Yeah. No, was I'm all in on this. Verlander's just going to continue dominating this year. And uh, I think the Astros, how many games do you think the Astros are going to win this year? Like one over 100? I, have I think over 100, yeah. yeah. I think they're, they're scary right. good. I think they're on that pace. They right just have, on the cusp, like, 98-99. They have that, t- like, where if one guy's not playing well, like Altuve wasn't playing well for about a week stretch, and then other guys like Correa were able to step up. Um, the pitching staff's been lights out. Uh, they're I mean, they're just really fun to watch. I mean, the, the thing that's so scary about the Astros is that their rotation is so good, and they have two other, like, very good starters, Brad Peacock, Colin McEwer, in the bullpen. Because they have so many guys, they just don't have room for all five. Their closers of their have been bad, though, right? Giles and Davinsky have been like neither of them have been yeah. able to lock down uh, the job. Davinsky, yeah, they're not. They're just kind of mixing and matching with guys, but they're all good. Oh, they like, have been. Yeah, everyone's okay. good. That's that's the issue uh, for opponents is that any guy they throw out there is just going to be good, and that's makes it a nightmare for any team trying to beat them. So. Well, the Astros came into the year, I think, as the far and away best team in baseball, and that take has not changed for me. Yankees took three out of four, losing the first game 2-1 to Charlie Morton, who, oof, don't like that guy anymore. Or not like I ever liked him before. I mean, I, I started not liking him last year in game seven. At the, I still, even taking the three out of four games, I'm not sure the Yankees can get over the Astros in, uh, in the AL playoffs. Uh, just to correct myself, Luis Severino pitched yesterday. He pitched uh, uh, full nine innings. It was today, it was um, uh, Tanaka who pitched six, allowed five-fifths. Okay. So, Yankees, I think, probably could beat a, any team in seven games in the World Series in the National League, but I don't think in the playoffs they can get over the Astros. Or the Red Sox. I think the Red Sox still might be That's the better close. team. Cleveland's still, like, they haven't started out strong, but luckily they're in the AL Central, yeah, so, so they can kind of do the Cleveland They can do the Cleveland Cavs thing, take a page from their playbook really and good. just yeah, take just off take this regular off. season. <laughs> turn it on. for That's so hard to do, though, in that baseball. AL Central is so bad. <laughs> Tigers are in second place, man. They are, yeah. Three and a half games out, four games under 500. So uh, it's bad. crazy. I mean, yeah, we, we, we already talked about the East a little bit, but you got Boston, New York. I mean, the AL's loaded. It's going to be it's gonna be fun to watch that. Even the Angels have been really fun when you have yeah. a player like Othani. Angels are probably favored for the, one of the wild card spots now. I think that, those are your playoff teams, right, in the AL? Right Sox, now, yeah. Yankees, Red Sox Indians. and Angels in the uh, wild card. Or the Yankees. Or at least well, I the Yankees right now, yeah. I don't know. That's what I think. That'd be really fun. Throw Shohei out there for... For the wild card game? Whew. Oh, man. That'd be fun. Yeah. Definitely exciting. Exciting first month of the season. Even D, they might even just have him hit, too. 
in the wild card game, you could just not use the you DH. You just do both, yeah. Yeah, you All could right. just be like, we're not going to use the DH. Right, that's that's a conversation scary. for later, but that would be a really fun scenario. That would be a lot of yeah. fun. I'm excited. I can't wait for... Uh, I, mean, I love the first month, and we're excited to continue. Lots of hot takes. Moving on before lightning round, um, we're, we're going to just... I, I sent you guys a list of uh, the horses yes. competing in the Kentucky Derby. I want your pick. I have my pick right now. And I assume it'll have no analysis behind it. Let's just let's just. I have it. tons of analysis. Okay, all right, so it. my pick is my boy Jack. Uh, because, first of all, the dude who named his horse my boy Jack. <laughs> Not just Jack. I love that. That's kind of what I'm going for here. And also, also the trainer and jo- is the same guy as the jockey. Uh, so that's cool. <laughs> that's A jockey cool. who trains his own horse. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know what goes into horse training, but I like that this dude did not need someone else to do it. He could do it all himself. The odds be sleeping on him. They say 33 to 1. That's not great. Could be worse. Could be better. Could be better. Could be worse. Whatever. That's my boy, Jack. Okay. I think I've got it. I think it's Magnum Moon. Todd Pletcher, the trainer. Louis Saez, the jockey. They're going. He's going at 7 to 1 right now. Magnum Moon just won a race and... I do not remember what it was called. It was some some derby. He's coming <laughs> in hot. He is in the 16 slot. Pretty good slot. You, you typically want like a slot from 4 to 16. Your ones on the edges are not very good post positions. Mm-hmm. But this is one of those races, from what I've heard, there could be five, six, seven potential winners. Yeah, I'm looking at two. I've got uh, Bolt de Oro. Because it has Victor Espinoza. Yeah. He's the guy that won the Triple Crown. He's the only jockey I know. So normally mm. I, he's always one of one of my picks. Uh, Flame Away, who's in the four post. That's just a, like, that's a great name for a horse. Yeah. Flame Away wins the Kentucky Derby. I can see that. So he's my sleeper. He's 50 to 1. Um, but yeah, it, it's, uh, those are those, so those are our picks. Great. Throw, throw a bet on him if you Pro- want. Proverbial. Wouldn't, wouldn't, oh, proverbial picks. Yeah. Exactly. Throw some proverbial bets on them. Yes, exactly. Wouldn't recommend it. Let's move on to lightning round. Uh, Great stuff. I don't have the tail of the tape. Matt's been on more than anybody else. He has not. Won- He's also lost more than anyone else. Yeah, I've, I've like second in wins. Behind that me, right. yeah, I think. So you you have a chance to pass. You're not going to be picking up a lot of wins. That's right. So yeah. um, I'm trying to get Jack's one and one. Yeah, I took a hard L to Sam Brief two there episodes ago. Ah, sorry. All right, I'm redemption ready. redemption episode. Well, let's do rock paper scissors yeah. to determine who goes first. Rock paper scissors shoot. Ah, oh, uh, brutal. You know what? Uh, I'm gonna fur. I'm gonna let Matt pick. Oh, I get the pick. All right. I, I will I take the B1. Know. The whatever set has the B1 G Cat Squizzard. All right. So okay. the second one. Second one. All right. Oh man. All right. First All right. One for me. First one for Jack. Your easy question. Who did the Jets draft at number three? <laughs> uh, Sam Darnold. That is correct. One point wow. for Jack. Your second easy question. <laughs> Which Mariner moved to the front office immediately after an illustrious career? Oh, this is Ichiro. It is Ichiro. Yeah. Two points for Jack. Your third easy question. Who scored an epic putback dunk against the Rockets in Game 2 to help tie up the series? Okay. Um, so was last oh, night. what is this guy's name? Wednesday. Utah, rookie number 45. And I seen this, I've seen this play over and over again. If I was going to steal, you really helped me out. But yeah, but I, I, I know you know it because this guy's name is kept... <laughs> uh, get, Kept uh, brought brought up the Utah rookie. What is his name? Uh, how much time do I have? Uh, I'll give you five, five seconds. <laughs> four, three, two, one. Can I get half a point for the first letter or something? No. All right, <laughs> just tell me. Uh, <laughs> Donovan, Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. Matt didn't want to steal that one. No. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's two points for Jack. Take Heading the into the medium questions. Uh, which goalie got the shutout that helped even the series up 2-2 against the Golden Knights? 
Golden Knights. Okay, the Golden Knights are playing uh, San Jose. Um, I watched some highlights of NHL. What is his name? Uh, is it uh, Robbins? I'll take Not the steal. Robbins. Martin yeah. Jones. It was Martin Jones. Jones okay. So Mar- Matt's uses the I'll steal take, I'll on take medium. my two points. Got to take the points take when you're it. able I've to. I've held on to the steal too long and not used it. Many good. a lightning round. Yeah. Good good steal from the Sharks fan. Uh, your mm-hmm. second medium question, Jack, 2-2 uh, is, is the score. Who launched a three... Who launched three home runs against the Royals on Wednesday for his fourth career three home run game? Fourth career three home run game against the Royals. Oof. Uh, on Wednesday. This is the AL. It's the AL Central. Uh, Miguel Cabrera. It's not Miguel Cabrera. That's a good guess. Yeah. Uh, you can't use your steal. It's Mookie Betts. They okay. were playing the Red Sox yesterday. Uh, they yeah. started the series against the Tigers today. Uh, so two two still heading into your final medium question. Who missed game-winning shots at the end of regulation and overtime for the Raptors in Game One? Oh, I'm choking again. I, uh, uh, what's his name? Um, like Deletto or De, De, Van, Van? Like it's a two name, right? Van Fleek. Van Fleek oh. or. Van, eh, give him one point. I'll give you one. I'll give you, pretty, he, pretty, he pulled that one out. It's Fred, yeah, Fred Van Vliet. Van Vliet. All right, I'm going to give you one for give that. Him, give him one three. point. Yeah. That was pretty close. Yeah. Give me a break. That was a good progression after yeah. Deletto yeah. or whatever. Deletto. I was I like, oh, no, that's not. I'm not sure you got it. Good job. I'll give you one for that. So three points heading into the hard questions. This is certainly a question. Which Mexico City club defeated Pumas 4-1 in the first leg of the Mexican playoff quarterfinals? The Mexican playoff? Who watches this? I can guess a team. I know now four teams. Do you want to at least guess? Mexico City FC? No, that's probably what I already guessed. Club America? It was America. Yeah. Whatever. Great. I should have stolen that one. That was three points. Ah. Okay, your second, so still three points for Jack heading into your yeah. second hard question. This is another really hard question. Who did Sienna name its new head oh coach God. coming from, who did Sienna name as its new head coach to replace Jimmy Patsos? If you name what school it is, I'll also give you all three points because this is a very hard question from our lightning round yeah, uh, yeah. correspondent. If this was Kevin Sweeney on the lightning yeah, round, Kevin would this would be an easy Sienna. question. Mm-hmm. But, um, this is ridi- that's a ridiculously hard question. Yeah. This guy, um... Names that sound from or, or schools that sound like they'd be getting uh, was it no probably wasn't I'll say um uh, Ohio University it was not Ohio I, yeah I don't know who the guy is but that would have been uh, like kind of a backwards move wouldn't it going from Ohio to Siena yeah <laughs> like, uh, Mount Saint Mary's okay. it was okay Damian Christian okay all right. This is where not it a great. Downhill. It's the hard. It's the hard. It's the hard question. I don't. That is a question. I don't like that question from our lightning round correspondent. I don't like yeah. it either. Uh, your ninth question, the Nick Kyrgios question of the week. <laughs> Kyrgios made the Australian cover of what? Of what <laughs> video game? Uh, the Australian cover of what video game? Yeah. Oh, I think I saw something like this. Is it called like, like, um, pro like pro tennis twenty nineteen or something? Uh, they still have topspin. They don't have topspin. Oh, that game was dope. It's called Tennis World Tour. Uh, I did not know that was a game. Yeah, don't give cool. me that was a game. Oh, Three points for Jack. What a gauntlet of hard questions. That yes. was just ridiculous. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'll make this one worth. Uh, you have three. I, I, 
I'm um, not, no, no, no. I feel, I feel bad. I didn't write these questions this week. It's the first time looking bad. at them. I'm going to give you prep. I'm going to give you five points if you can name this Wisconsin sports special to move you up to eight. <laughs> okay. Because this is not also not an easy question, but I don't know. It's a, it's a Wisconsin. Give you a fighting question. chance. Yeah. Uh, well, former Packers quarterback Joe Callahan signed with which team over the past week? Joe Callahan. So I'm, I didn't ask the question about Joe Callahan. You have a one in thirty-one <laughs> chance because you know he didn't sign with the Packers. Okay. Joe uh, Callahan was better. Bo Callahan Joe was Callahan. a bust. Who did he? We don't suck? know what happened. <laughs> we will in draft day the sequel. Oh, oh we should have talked about. We should have talked about draft day. <laughs> good thoughts to be having fifty minutes into a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Such uh, a good film. Which team didn't draft a quarterback? Which team? Uh, also, I'd like to point out Joe Callahan backup? is not a starting yeah, quarterback. Yeah, not like Bo. Who wants a backup. Bo. <laughs> let's go with. Uh, let's go with the L.A. Chargers. Was not the LA Chargers. It was the Philadelphia Eagles. Really? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Wentz. I guess they don't know how long he's gonna. It's gonna take to come back, so they need someone to play in the preseason behind Foles. Where did Bo Callahan go? Bo Seahawks. Seattle. Seattle, right? Yeah. Seahawks at six. I think. Yeah. Don't even tell me what I got. Three now. Three for yeah. Three. You can move up to as high as six or right. seven. 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 Special. We'll All see right. if these treat you any easier. We'll uh, see. If Matt's set of questions. It's 3-2, heading into your first easy question. Okay. Who launched a 520-foot home, home run off Dylan Bundy? It wasn't 520 feet, but Mike Trout. <laughs> it was not. The StatCast guy <laughs> tweeted that it was clearly not, but he thought it was really funny that people could believe it was because Mike Trout is so good. Yeah. That, like, people legitimately thought it was. But It was Mike Trout. I saw the home run. It was... Yes, I Maybe know. 400 feet. I know. <laughs> three, three points for Matt to tie it up. Uh, your second easy question. Who scored the game winner over the Penguins in game three of the NHL second round? Uh, Ovechkin. Was Ovechkin. Yeah. Four points for Matt. Uh, final easy question. Which team drafted Northwestern star Justin Jackson? The L.A. Chargers. L.A. Chargers yeah, is correct. Yeah. Five points for Matt heading into the medium questions. Which Cavs player did Drake get into a feud with after game one? Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> was Kendrick that Perkins. Was funny. Uh, that was funny. I like seeing that. Seven points for Matt heading into the second medium question. Uh-oh. Which Cardinals pitcher launched a home run in a 3-2 win over the White Sox? Ooh. Uh, Miles Mikolas? Was not Miles. No. no, it was not that guy. Okay. <laughs> Like to Which use Cardinals pitcher? I would not recommend using the steal here uh, because I'm not it's seven it. three. I'm going to yeah, <laughs> yeah. Honestly. I'm going it. to guess without a steal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Was it Adam Rainwright? Rain- yeah, Wainwright. You know who I'm trying. Yeah, to it was not. It's not him. It right was here. Carlos Martinez. All right, I would have gotten that. Uh, final hard question for Matt. Seven three is the score. <laughs> Which two teams advanced to the Champions League final? <laughs> uh, uh, Tottenham. And, and I just want to hear the second one. I'm not going to say whether it's right or wrong. Neither of those are. <laughs> it's so annoying because I know it, but I can't win. Yeah. What should I do? What do you think I should do? I wouldn't. Unless you just want to make the score look good. But, like, there's no guarantee Mac gets any of these next. Okay, so this is, um, yeah, this is just because I know it, not a steal. Okay, not a steal. It's Real Madrid and Liverpool. Yeah. That is correct. Uh, those are my next two guesses. <laughs> sure, they were. <laughs> uh, hard questions, Matt. If you get any of these, you clinch. Okay. Wait, who did the Suns hire as their next head coach? Oh, um, wasn't Budenholzer? Nah, he's gonna be the Bucks coach. Yeah, Hopefully, uh, like, fingers crossed. <laughs> Hopefully. Uh oh, was it the European dude? The it weird was name? European dude. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't remember his name. No. In Enzo something, Enidio, Enidio. Igor Kokoskov. Something like that. Yeah. First European head coach, I think. Yeah. Cool. Or at least Good he's for the him. only one, or something like that. But yeah. 
Go Suns. Good, good stuff. Second hard question: Who did the uh, which quarterback did the Jets wave today? Bryce Petty. It was Bryce. Petty. <laughs> <laughs> did you know? Would I have been able to? Would you have known that if I just said which player did the Jets wave today? I probably would have guessed that. But when you okay. say quarterback, I, that was the that was the okay. thing I needed. Ten points. Wow. Sorry, Jack. <laughs> sorry. That was really random. You can still make it. Get, you can still make it look competitive with these next two if you know either of them. Final hard question: The B1G Cats Quizzer. Yep. Which women's tennis player was selected for the individual NCAA championships and doubles championships? Mm. Maddie Lip, is that the name of the player? It was not. Oh, I thought it was her. Is she a player? She's a player. It was Erin Larner. Yeah, uh, sure, she's also a player. Yeah, she's also on the <laughs> she team. She is yeah. a player. Got it. <laughs> uh, final question, the Wisconsin Sports Special. Jack, you can get up to seven if you use your skill here. Who selected Troy Fumagalli in the fifth round of the NFL draft? Former Wisconsin tight end. Only has nine fingers. No idea who this dude is. Uh, I remember him getting drafted. Sort of. Is it the Packers? It was not <laughs> the Packers. Cool. It, was, uh, it was a Wisconsin sports special because he played for Wisconsin yeah, football. Yeah, I figured you would just double down. Nah. Steel? Is it the Jaguars? It's not the Jags. Denver Broncos. Oh, okay. Of course. Again, well, gave you a 1 in 32 chance at it, so. Yeah. yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So the Matt picks up a 10 3 win. Tough Big set stuff. of questions for yeah. Jack, but oh, you also right. there were some easy ones you left on the table. Oh, totally. You gave me that Champions League question. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows anything about that? I did clearly. I yeah. think if it had been swapped, sure. it would have been a closer, uh, closer uh, lightning round. Yeah, I accept that I'm just on a. I would say I'm on a cold streak, but I won my first one and then just lost the other. I'm just not good at right. Lightning I think we call that do in yeah, the you're gonna be words due. of Svat. You'll be due you're, you're for due future for episodes. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much know. how we, pretty much how the numbers work. Yeah, football season's coming around. Yep. Either way, great episode. We covered a lot of ground today. A really lot did. of ground. Yeah, fun time. <laughs> All over the place, but that's fad for you. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're gonna take a week off next week, but we'll we'll see you next week to recap what I'm sure will be an exciting two weeks of sports. Thanks for listening.